Hi everyone. I want to start off by just welcoming you all to my podcast called The Climb from Rock Bottom. Now, I originally started this podcast because I wanted a platform for many individuals to be able to share their story in a safe space. All of us, in some way or another, go through different trials, tribulations, struggles, and essentially just rise from being broken. Especially with this challenging year of 2020, (laughs) things have been hard. And whether you are, you know, a single mom or someone who's been in an abusive relationship or someone who has overcome an insane injury, we all have a story to share. And we all have a voice that needs to be heard. So I created this podcast because I want amazing individuals like you to be able to share your story and in some way be able to impact someone else who could be going through the same thing. A little bit kind of about myself is... Uh, my name is Akaya, and I am an NPC bikini competitor. So I compete in bodybuilding shows every year, and I it's my goal to one day make it to the Olympia. However, my story actually started a long time ago, and I actually was nervous to start this podcast. I was excited because I want to be able to help people and give them the opportunity to share their story. Um, But I was also intimidated to share mine. I've had quite a few rock bottoms and some that I didn't think I was going to climb out of. And if I'm being upfront and real with you guys, I'm still at my bottom. So just keep that in mind when you're listening to my story. And I knew that starting this podcast, I'd have to be vulnerable and I'd have to share. And it's, it's scary. It's scary being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. But you all are worth it in every single way. Um, so I wanted to start this first podcast with my story. And... <clears throat> So I've been in the fitness industry for about seven years now. My journey started in about 2014, 2015, and maybe a little sooner, but it started when I, I started with a weight loss journey. So I went to college and gained, instead of the freshman 20 pounds, I gained freshman 20% body fat. So I went from being healthy to overweight in the span of a year. And I remember how I felt. I remember realizing that I needed to change, finding a gym, getting my butt kicked. I actually got lapped by a 65-year-old woman who's amazing. And it was an eye-opener for me. I was like, I needed to get in shape and I needed to start incorporating health into my life. So over a course of a few years, I lost 18% body fat. I was able to take off all of the weight, um, but then 
overcame another challenge where I had an eating disorder. And so I would eat 900 calories a day, avoid anything that was a carb, quote, quote. And I had this negative relationship with food because I was just so scared about like sliding back to where I was. And the inner part of me who saw myself in this negative light, it didn't get better. Um, Even after losing all the weight, I still felt that way. So I went from overweight to severely underweight to feeling stuck. I didn't have a relationship with food. I looked unhealthily skinny. And I just wasn't really happy with myself. And... We all say, think like we need to be nicer to ourselves, and that's very true. We all need to be kinder to ourselves as people because we are all going through the motions, right? We are all going through something. And when you're kind to yourself, when you are your biggest fan and you're there for yourself, you're going to be able to boost your spirits to get out of whatever you're going through. So after losing all the weight and being underweight, I started bodybuilding. And that's where I thought that my story started. I thought it began when I did my first show. So I decided I wanted to compete in a bodybuilding show. And it was the Emerald Cup in 2018. I thought, what is a better way to put on muscle than to do bodybuilding? And I did. Um, like I, I pushed. I did the workouts, the cardio, the change in diet. And it was a whole new world. I did not realize what I was getting myself into <laughs> when I decided to do my show, my very first show. Um, so with some of the people that are involved in this story, these are also memories. So, and it's been a while since I've been in this situation. So pardon me if there's some things that I leave out, but I was in a very abusive relationship at that time. I was dating somebody who emotionally and mentally was extremely abusive. He would isolate me, back me up in a corner, um, and do whatever it took to make me feel small. And it worked. (laughs) At the time, I, I felt small. I felt like I was nobody. And I was, the one thing that I felt like I had going for me was this show. I had to prove to myself and to others that I can do this and that I am somebody and that I matter. And breakdown after breakdown, feeling after feeling, I, I, every time I lifted weights, it was the only time that I felt strong. It was the only time I felt like I can be somebody. I can, I can achieve my dreams. I can, I can do the damn thing. And I drove that. That drove me. The, the feeling of want and desire to be the better version of yourself, to be a part of yourself to where you haven't learned, be a part of yourself where, that you haven't learned yet is what kept me pushing. And I made it to the stage. I, I made it. I, I was scared out of my mind and tiny and nervous. But I was also excited. And when I took those two steps onto that stage, I felt like a little part of me go, this is what you're meant to do. 
it was amazing. It was like, it was like walking through water. You see yourself clear. You've, you've, you push yourself so hard for so long to just feel this. I did it moment. This is like, like I did it. And I felt on top of the world and it made me realize that I can accomplish things. Um, and I, I can be a competitor and I was meant to be up there. And to this day, I still get that feeling. Um, it was as soon as I stepped off that stage where everything went to hell. Um, I was rushed immediately home from my ex. We're just going to call him ex. And I was had this rush of I did it only to be pulled by the arm out of the building as soon as I stepped off stage. Rushed, thrown into the car, and just... Sorry. um, Completely belittled and beaten down after what I thought was like the best moment of my life. Um, now I'm not going to disclose things that were said, but I had this feeling. I had the feeling of being so up and so everything's great and we're, we're, we're good. And I, I did it. And it's amazing to being screamed at and crying the same night of my show. My competition tan was streaming down my face and I was eating alone and I felt like there was no end to this pain from one moment when I felt like I was actually somebody my family my friends everybody was there cheering me on to being isolated in a corner and told that I'm nothing and that I'm no one and that no one cares and I didn't know what to do at that time and from there on, the the abuse got worse. He got more aggressive. Um, two days after the show, he, I was talking about bodybuilding because I still had this hype. I still had this, I did it feeling, right? Because you, you go through something. It's a life-changing experience. And two days after the show, he told me that if I talk about bodybuilding one more time, that he was going to smash me in the face. And beat me until I didn't want to talk about it anymore. After a course of a few months, after things getting progressively worse and me trying my best to be positive, and at the time I actually didn't know better. I thought that this is what I was stuck with. I thought that this is what I had to endure. I had to be the perfect spouse, perfect partner, the perfect everything for this person. But instead of I should have been focusing on all that energy on myself. I should have been telling myself, no, you deserve to be strong. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to feel like a human being and be treated like a human being. But at the time, I didn't know that. At the time, I just accepted it and thought that this is my fate. This is this is what I'm stuck with. I didn't know any better. Um, but it turns out the reason why the abuse got worse is because he was actually having an affair with my bodybuilding coach who owned the gym that I went to at the time. And when I got that news, I was devastated. Um, I felt 
like everything that I worked for for two and a half years was crumbling in front of me. And my coach at the time was somebody who I looked up to as a mentor. It was the only person I could talk to when I was feeling alone and when I was feeling abused and neglected. The one person that I was able to confide in was also another person who broke me. So with that, I packed all of my stuff. I threw it in the back of my car. I drove straight to a pier and sat there and just bawled. I didn't really have anywhere to go, um, anywhere to stay. And all I had to my name was a job and a gym membership. And a dream. (laughs) I decided like after everything I was like I'm gonna just keep going I'm gonna keep pushing I'm I'm still meant to be a bodybuilder even though all this happened I'm I I will be somebody one day and for the first month I was sleeping out of my car and I was going to the gym and I would meal prep with at friends houses or I would I would go over to a family's house or I would make it happen and a few days after everything happened, I actually got a, a message from somebody who actually went to the gym that I went to. He witnessed everything that happened from how I was treated to the whole ordeal with the affair. And he reached out to me. This is someone I've never talked to. And he said, hey... Um, I know you're trying to get ready for a show right now and I would like to take you underneath my wing. This is going to be a safe space for you. Like, and I want you to know that you can trust me and I would love to help you get to where you need to be. And it was like that fishing line, that little line of hope that kind of drug me out of that. And I was scared to meet with him because he was at affiliate with the gym that just gave everything and took everything. And we met for our first session, our first personal training session. And I remember he told me, he's like, you're in a safe space. You can tell me anything. And I broke down and we had this moment of, he's like, I got you. You need somebody in your life that believes in you. And I want to be that person. And again, I didn't, he, he didn't know me. I didn't know him, but he believed in me. And he took me under his wing and he dieted me down to the show. And not only that, but he gave me life lessons that I still carry in myself to this day. He gave me a consistent, stable person that was there for me no matter what. I could talk to him about how I was feeling and I was at the point where I I just didn't want to continue anymore. Where I just I was contemplating, you know, ending it all. And that's me being real with you guys. Now this this story isn't a poor me. This story isn't It's not for sympathy, but it's to share that what you're going through, as horrible as it is, or or whatever you're pushing through, you have fight in you. 
no, even if you feel like you're at your lowest, this is the foundation to where you can create the best version of yourself and you can become the version of yourself that you want to be. You can be ambitious, brave, strong, stable, confident, kind, loving. You can be anything that you want to be. And it just derives from the way that when you break, it's how you push through those moments that define who you are. And the person who helped me is now my big brother. His name is Dustin. And he still is mentoring me to this day. And he was there for me with lessons, with everything to get me through it. And he was the one person who believed in me when I had nothing and no one. When I had a gym membership, was sleeping out of my car and a dream. I would just call, I would literally call myself, I was just a, a broken girl with a dream. But damn, this broken girl go far. I, I stepped on stage that next year. I lost all the weight. I met the love of my life. And I, I did the damn thing. I, I got past it. Um, I had a lot of traumas with it. I reverted to extreme independence. But I still got through it. And I stepped on that stage that next year a completely different woman. I had... I had confidence and I I knew that I was going to make a damn comeback and they were going to see that they did not break me. And with that too, like when I pushed through that and I saw everything changing and my life starting to go, I realized that I was the one that was in charge of what happens next. I wasn't waiting for, you know, somebody to sweep me off my feet and help me. I wasn't you know, I, I I had my brother who gave me those life lessons. And sometimes they were hard lessons that I had to learn myself. And, but I had that guidance from somebody to get me through it. And a drive and a will from waking up from 3.30 in the morning to do AM cardio to going to bed at 11 o'clock at night and still pushing forward. I was able to get an apartment I was able to start moving in with friends. I was able to rebuild myself, learn what it's like to be in an actual loving, positive relationship. And also learn to love myself, which took a long time. You think with bodybuilding when you're shredded and you're looking good and you push through that stuff that you would love yourself. But in, it's not until you take the time to actually mentally work on yourself and mentally go through those motions to where you actually start to improve. And that first year, I only focused on physical. I did not focus on my mental health. I thought that the more I put myself in physical pain, the stronger that I was when, in fact, I was neglecting the mental side. And that's how I reverted into doing having extreme independence. It's like I was hurt. I was alone. And I just wanted to stay alone. And it wasn't until I met the love of my life, Derek, that I realized that it I don't have to be. I don't have to be alone. I don't have to be. It's only me in this sport. I, and it took a lot for me to be able to open up my heart and that vulnerability and actually be able to express myself and give that story. So things were actually going really well after that. Um, you know, I stepped off stage. I decided, you know what, like, 
I'm not really happy with how I placed, but on top of that, like, I did it. I stepped on stage. I did it again. I did it with everything behind me. I moved on. And things, life was actually starting to be better and be what I would hope it would be. So after stepping off of the stage for the Emerald Cup, I decided I wasn't done for competing that year. And I wanted to compete in the Northern Classic. Now, full disclosure, Northern Classic is still my favorite show that I've ever done. Um, It's run amazingly. Um, Everybody there was just super kind and just an amazing, amazing experience of support. And... So I decided to prep for the Northern Classic, but I was so stressed out in life that I just, I wasn't losing any weight. You're trying to shred for a show, but my stress was so high that I just, um, I couldn't, like, you know, I I couldn't lose any weight. So I'm prepping, I'm working, I'm doing all this stuff. I finally pushed past it. I was like, you know what? That was it. I, I got past the hardest time of my life. I got out of an abusive relationship. I went from homeless to having a home and, you know, I did the damn thing. Um, So the Northern Classic was at the very end of September. And I remember it was September, September 5th, uh, 2019. I get a phone call in the middle of the night saying that my dad was taken to the hospital. Now... Like, mind you, I'm probably going to cry a lot. <laughs> um, so we immediately rushed to the hospital. And my dad is the best person in the world. He's the one that taught me to be there for people, to be kind, to help others, even even if you're struggling. And after the longest night in my life... I was told that my dad was diagnosed with stage four butterfly glioblastoma, brain cancer, and he had 10 months to live. I was 20 days from stepping on stage. And I just, I was scared. I thought I'd I'd beaten it. I thought I'd beaten life's hurt, but it just came back harder. (laughs) Um, So after a week, I called my dad and I said, hey, I'm not going to do the show. Um, And he's like, why? Now, when you're in a prep, you're at the gym for at least three hours a day, six days a week. And so for me, I was, it was, it was a no brainer. I'm going to use this time to spend with my, my dad. Um, so I said, I'm not going to do this show. And he said, he, he actually had a little attitude. He's like, why? You know, I said, well, if I'm going to spend any of my time it's going to be with you um and he said Kaya if I'm going to go to heaven I'm going to see you compete one more time 
And that was enough for me to just reignite my why, to reignite my fire. And I was like, you know what, this is for you. And I did an extreme diet. I lost 4% body fat in these 20 days and I pushed. I woke up early. I went to bed late. I did every fucking thing that I could, everything to make it so I could step up there and make him proud. And when I stepped on that stage and I saw him smiling at me on stage, I, I knew that it, that I did. <laughs> and, he's, and he saw his daughter up there one more time. Now, when we were in the hospital, um, like my dad is, has always been the most positive person. Like he was actually messing with the nurses saying, you know, if he's going to have to do radiation, you know, he needs to, he wants to request that he gets the power from stranger things. <laughs> um, so that whole year I spent time with him, but every time I was with him, it was like this underlying sadness. I'm about to lose the best person in my life. And he fought, you guys. He fought. He didn't let it get him down. He kept going. And I, when I mean kept going and didn't let him down, I, I mean not one negative thought, not one depression, not one this sucks. It was instead of saying why me, he said fucking try me. And... And, like, the cancer actually reduced by two-thirds. And now the cancer that he had was growing bilaterally around the brain. And this cancer doesn't reduce. And it went down by two-thirds. The doctors were even amazed. They were in shock because this just doesn't happen. But my dad was able to keep such a positive mindset and such a, such a drive with him that it actually helps with reducing it. And so I hopped into another show, uh, another prep for another show. And I decided with my best friend, um, we were going to compete in the Lake Tahoe classic, um, which was in its scheduled in August. Um, and so I was driving, I'm like, I'm going to win in our hometown. I'm going to win in my hometown. I'm going to see my dad's going to see his daughter on stage where we grew up, where he raised me. Um, Cause this is probably the last show he's gonna see. And it drove me, I pushed hard. I, again, did the motions of waking up early, working out hard. But this time things were different. This time I had a, I had my own fight. I had my own why. I wasn't only doing this for me, but I was doing this for, for, for him. I was doing this to, to make him proud and to make myself proud to see that you can do this. You can push through this. You can push through anything. You were stronger than you think of. And I learned so much about myself that prep. Um, so everything was going great. I thought I had more time, um, with my dad However, in July, um, the cancer came back aggressively. And it 
grew three times the size in six weeks. And it was time that my dad was officially offered to be put into hospice. Now, mind you, when you're emotional and you're trying to lose weight, again, like, it, like same thing with, Emer- with the Northern Classic, it just doesn't work, right? But for me, I was like, I need this. I This is for him. Um, I called him after that news and, you know, he told me he was like, not the best news, but I have a cinnamon roll. <laughs> um, just the fact that he just kept that positivity, you know. So... We had to deliver the news to him of whether or not, like, the doctor said that treatment's not working anymore. And he suggests, with the time that you have, going into hospice. Um, And we sat with him, and I remember every part of my being was breaking while I was watching us break this news to, to him. It's like good job fighting you know it's it's winning and we said you can keep trying one more time you know but doctor recommends because it won't work just enjoying the days that you have and without even hesitation my dad goes oh, I'm gonna keep trying and he he kept fighting he he kept doing treatment when treatment unfortunately didn't work again and he was put into hospice he started losing he started hallucinating and he started losing his ability to walk and to talk and but even if when he couldn't walk and talk he would still make faces now I would see him and he would get worse every time that I saw him but I would see him and spend time with him and then I would go to the gym and I would just train my heart out he can't walk I can he can't talk I can he can't he can't physically move himself I fucking can this is for him this is this is for him this is this is for me this is our victory this is our family victory I can do this you guys he died two days before my show. Two days. I got the news three days before the show that he is heart rate elevated. And I was in a different state. I was in peak week. I was trying to get ready for the show. I was two states away and I got the call. My dad passed. On September 24th, 2020. But his fight... His his fight is the reason why I kept fighting. And is the reason why I keep fighting. And I have his competitive spirit and I stepped on that damn stage two days later. I stepped on it, crying in between, (laughs) pumping up, dehydrated, skinny as all get out, 
in a new state and just ready to take my damn win and take that damn stage not only for me but my dad was there he was the front row watching saying that's my kid I had the best performance on stage that I've ever had I got fourth place in that show but I know for a fact that my dad was proud of me and I was proud of me And with that fight and with that hurt I pushed through and with the pain from an abusive relationship to three bodybuilding shows, to homelessness, to I actually have PTSD because of the stuff that I went through to having chronic anxiety and depression and watching my dad pass from cancer and now I'm grieving. It's heavy, you guys. It's heavy. But even though I was at rock bottom and even though life was crumbling down around me and I couldn't control what was happening, I still fought. And I remember looking at my loved ones in between prelims and finals and I said, this isn't over. This isn't done. Here I am, three months after he passed. (laughs) But looking back at those stories and looking back at the things that I pushed through, I learned a few lessons. There's strength in vulnerability. There's strength in opening your heart to other people. I thought I had to fight it alone. I thought since I was hurt and since I was alone that I had to stay that way, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can... With sharing vulnerability, you are actually building your own strength because you are allowing people to help you when you need it most. And for me, I'm always the helper. I'm not used to the one getting, not used to being helped. (laughs) Um, When you're at your bottom, it is a great opportunity to just come back stronger. And the best thing that you can do is be kind to yourself. And the best thing that you can do is believe in yourself. You are the one that is going through this. You are the one that is pursuing your dreams and pushing past your own boundaries. You are the only one that can do the damn thing. So have full confidence that you can do this. You can do anything you set your mind to, anything. You could push past limits that you never thought you could. And my weakened 2018 self would not be standing like how I am today. If I was in that situation, you learn as you continue to keep going. And one of my favorite things that I say to my best friend, Sarah, but I also remind myself is when life says, fuck you, you say, fuck you back and you fight because this is your life. Whatever scenario you're in, you can take over and you are strong enough to get through it. You are stronger than you think you are. You are kind, you are strong, you are beautiful. You are ambitious, you are driven, you have grit. And you are unstoppable. No matter what. And it is okay to not be okay. It's okay to cry, it's okay to grieve, it's okay to have meltdowns. I have them all of the time. But what matters most is when you're at your bottom, what do you do? 
Are you going to fly? Are you going to let this take over and take what's yours? Are you going to crash? Take that climb. No matter how many valleys that there are. No matter how many downs, how many ups, how many what the hell as life keeps throwing stuff at you. But keep going. That is the best thing I could do. I know there's a million motivational speeches that say that. But you are stronger than you think you are. You are capable. And you are going to surprise yourself by seeing what you've pushed through. I actually just finished reading Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And it's something that you can put in your cookie jar. Meaning, when you're at your lowest and when you're at point in your life where you feel like you just can't anymore you reach into the that cookie jar of I did that I got out of that I stepped on stage when my dad passed from cancer two days prior I got out of this I I got through PTSD I still have anxiety and depression but I'm learning ways to cope with it I got out of an abusive relationship and I've stepped on stage four times now and I am still going. I will not stop until I step on that Olympia stage and I share my story and I share my dad's story and saying that if he can fight through the worst diagnosis and the worst prognosis and still stay kind, I can too, you can too, and we can all push through this together. You are not alone. And I am proud of you pushing through what you have already I'm extremely excited to be able to hear your guys' stories and to be able to share your accomplishments and your ambitions and thank you guys for listening to mine this has been the climb from rock bottom from Akaya Siegel if you guys want to follow me on Instagram my name is Akaya Fit and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of this 2020 year And here's to 2021 being the best year of all of our lives. Take care.